You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it's everyone's favorite Spice Girl, Drew Gasparini here with another episode of Now We're Talking, the podcast that never seems to flush after it uses the toilet. I had a blast talking with today's guest. She is a singer, a dancer, an actor, and she has appeared on Broadway in a number of musicals, such as a little show called Hamilton, Head Over Heels, and of course, Moulin Rouge. She is such a joy to talk to, and I was so privileged. You ever wake up and just feel lucky to be doing what you're doing? Well, that's exactly how I felt on the day that we recorded this interview. Ladies and gentlemen, she's a Broadway favorite. She's a fan favorite. She's my favorite. Now we're talking with Amber Art. Artelino. Amber! Artelino! <laughs> it, took, it took a century, but we, we got We did it. We had a team of monkeys come in, and, and they had tool belts and things, and they helped us out. But we, we got the tech thing working, and now I can see you, I can hear you, and that's kind of what this is all about. I really, I want to ask you right out of the gate, Artelino, that's Italian, yeah? Oh, uh, yeah. So yeah. w- what kind of Italian are you? Because I'm Gasparini and I'm I'm of the northern, we're hill people. Yes. We're hill people. We're, we're not the sexy tan ones. We're the short, balding, hairy ones. Incredible. Um, I, wherever George Costanza's family came from, that's that's where I, I'm from. Where is your family from in Italy? Sicilian. Look the fuck out. That means that means you have goons. That means you have goons that could break my kneecaps. Is that what that means? Hundred percent. I mean, hundred percent. To be fair, I d- I don't uh, speak to that side of the family as much anymore. So I yeah, really just threw it out the gate. Sorry. Uh, yeah, we're gonna go right into that. Yeah, I don't really, you know. So I wouldn't be able to just like hire them on command, but I'm positive, you know, eventually I could get some contacts. To, That's you know, it. I ever need some backup um but yeah so that that side um I'm a bunch of things but I honestly am not really uh clear on all of the mixture of uh ethnicities I am that's the most American statement in the entire world <laughs> that is I don't, I don't know what I am I'm just a thing speaking of not knowing what we are I uh, I just got a puppy. I don't know if you saw on any of my social medias, but I've been really uh, diarrheaing out the puppy content onto Instagram. His name is Commissioner Gordon. 
stop. And yes, oh yes. And I don't know what the fuck this dog is. I think he's part giraffe and part pterodactyl and a, a few other things, but he's darn cute. I need to look and see what the dog is. I mean, are we Yeah, are... you tell me. Go All right. Go ahead. We're on we're on we're live, but she's going on Instagram now. She's going to assess. His name is Commissioner Gordon. What a name. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. we call him Gordy. Yeah, Gordy is um pretty cute I he's mean, darn cute darn cute indeed i yeah. mean and you just got him i just got him two weeks ago you can see the pterodactyl right you can see what i'm talking about definitely that vibe um but what a cutie and, and is this another one you've got buster and gordy now uh well buster is my parents yeah here's the here's the backstory of where i am amber i am currently in my parents home in Northern California. That's why this garage I'm sitting in has never used before workout equipment, as you can see behind me. It also has Tupperware, giant Tupperwares full of Christmas decorations, as every parent's garage should. And the walls are fully decorated with posters from every community theater production any of the kids in my family ever did, including some that other kids that are not even in this family did. I don't know where some of these posters came from. <laughs> Sounds like my parents' house, honestly. Is is it your parents' house if you don't have like a bundle of playbills from every like community theater production you've ever done? You know, like all well, of the posters. You call them playbills because you've been on Broadway before. I still call them pieces of of future garbage that's what happens to the shows that i've done <laughs> oh my god we'll we'll get into your shows but literally <laughs> sure sure this this should all be about you I know. by all means i'm interviewing you now <laughs> uh amber let's get right into it though you just mentioned your your parents house tell us where you're from where are you from yeah, so I am from uh, Thumbvale, Pennsylvania. It is like the tropics. Yeah, a hundred. <laughs> Lord of mercy. Yeah, we uh, we've got exotic cows and sheep, mm -hmm. sheep <laughs> plural. Um, goats. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, you know we. Uh, it is very farm country, and it's like such a, a different vibe to living in New York City, which is where I'm at right now. Um, but yeah, back home in Pennsylvania, I was with my family for a good part of the pandemic. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's that's what a lot of people did the mass exodus, as it were. Do you do you prefer that farm life? Or do you prefer the city hustle and bustle? You know, I prefer the city hustle bustle, but honestly, like nothing is better than going back to the country and like, mm. taking a moment for yourself, which is exactly kind of what I needed, like when the March 12th or 13th, I believe was the day, you know, everything shut down. And before that, I just felt like I was like, go, 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 go doing a million things. And like going back to the country was like exactly what I needed. Yeah. In, in time. Um, so it ended up working out. That's amazing. I wish I got out on time. Uh, it, like everybody was like, ah, Broadway shut down. You know what I'm going to do? Just go to my parents' house right the fuck now. And I was like, me too. And then the next day, my immune system was like, hold up, because you got COVID. And you got to like chill for five fucking weeks and pretend to uh, not be scared and, and just sit tight in New York for a minute. I felt so alone. Yeah, 
That's right. No, now, now we are talking about me. Let's make this whole thing about me. You. So, okay, I want to really get back to not just where you're from. We're going to go a little deeper than that. So play along. Uh, tell me your childhood. You, you already outed some big fat bombshell about your family, which is you don't talk to the Sicilians anymore. But I want to know, like, what, like when you were up, when you were growing up in, in Farmsville, uh, in Pennsylvania, what, what exactly was your childhood like? You landed on Broadway. How the fuck did you get there? What was the upbringing? Yeah, I, so I guess my upbringing, the, the part of the family that I, I just don't really speak to anymore, I, that is the side that when I tell you I am so many different things, it's just stemming from that side of the family, which, you mm-hmm. know, um, <laughs> got a 23 in me because honestly, like, it is just uh, a side that I am not, I don't know enough about. Um, so I grew up with my mom and my mom's side of the family, and they are from like the country. Mom, stepdad, who, you know, is my dad, um, and grew up literally quite like, I spoke about this before, but like the fanciest night out in my town is like a night out at the hot dog shop. Like there's not a lot going on. Do you know what I mean? Like, Why do you say that? That that's like not the fucking thing I want to be doing at all times. You preface that with like hot dogs are low class. Are you kidding me? No, no, no. I never <laughs> say hot dogs are low class. But you know, you're not wearing like a cocktail dress to the hot dog shop. Fuck that too. I'm wearing like a tuxedo. I go, I'm like, what up? Is this Pink's hot dogs? Yes, I am wearing my top hat and tails. Thank you. Fair, fair. Fill you the could. bun. Fill you the bun. You could. And like, fuck it. You know, I'm like, I'm down for a night out in Farmville, Pennsylvania, but there's not a lot to do besides like, you know, bonfires and the very, very, you want to think like country. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, you know what I'm the the idea I have in my head right now is I don't know if you're a big fan of the Food Network, but Pioneer Woman. Do you ever watch that woman's show? No, but it sounds like something you'd watch. So go it's, on. it's it <laughs> is exactly what you're describing. It's just like it's yeah. low stakes. The area is it like everything's kind of spread out where you are. Like your, yeah. your closest neighbor is like not necessarily right next door. Right, very spread out. But what's interesting is like my family all lives within like 10 to 15 minutes of each other. So Mm -hmm. we are constantly, I mean, like I grew up with a uh, very big, you know, very close family. Um, But yeah, so not a lot to do. I put a lot of my energy into dancing and singing. And Well, there's another question right there. How do you just, like, if you're in the middle of a place like that, how does Broadway come to you? Like, in in what sense did you discover this, this outlet of dancing and singing? I'm from San Francisco, so it seems a little more at my fingertips as it would in any metropolitan area, right? So I'm curious. Go ahead, tell me that. Yeah, it doesn't come to you. And I, um, so I grew up at like a little studio called Studio P, you know, dancing and wanting to sing and wanting to act. And I actually got to a point at my little studio I grew up in where my dance teacher singing teacher you know all in one was like I just I can't teach you anymore you've got to go past the studio you've got to get out there you've got to travel because like what I'm what I can teach you I'm I'm done so wow yeah and that like took my mom and I back because we were like okay well I guess like we've got to make money moves if we're gonna (laughs) 
get going with this. And, um, you know, from three years old to like, I'm seven to 10, I'm ne- I've always had the same dream. I've always wanted to do this. So it was like, okay, we're, we're committing to the bit. You've definitely committed to the bit. I got to say the first time I witnessed your talent was in head over heels. And my first thought was like, first of all, the whole cast was like dancer amazingness. I really thought the the dancers were fly as fuck. But I, the minute you were on stage, I was like, what the fuck is she smiling so big about? She's like so happy to be here. <laughs> like, I know. I am never, you're absolutely right. Because my mom said the same thing. She was like, Amber, you look like you're having so much fun doing head over heels. And that was the truth because I just was. I've never been in a show like that where it was like that exuberance of like joy 24 throughout the show um it's so it was it was the show it's 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 not necessarily you're just you're a light bulb every time because you're you're doing the thing you always wanted to do it depends on the show for you kind of you know what a little bit because when i did hamilton it was a different kind of energy it wasn't like that uh joy i guess there was sparks of that like skylar sisters i guess would be like a spark of what i would feel if i was doing right well, it must be really challenging to be a part of a show that nobody likes, you know, like Hamilton. But I mean, that's a but that's a different amount of pressure because you were in the Chicago cast, correct? I did Chicago and then I did New York. And then you did New York. So the pressure of it already kind of being established and not pressure necessarily, but you were a part of an already working machine and being a part of Head Over Heels was like, you got to like have fun with it and like create, you know, a part of, of what it became. Is that is that accurate in saying that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like we each show you walk in like and the tone is kind of already set, but head over Mm -hmm. heel, we got to add so much of ourselves and our personalities to that show that like, yes, it was just a completely different experience. Dig. Very dig. All right. Well, I jumped right up to Broadway and I want to go back to childhood for a minute. I'm going to ask a couple of stupidly geared questions. Okay. Growing up, what were the things that like you were obsessed with beyond like singing and dancing? What made you want to sing and dance? Were there cartoons that you like flipped out about as a kid? Were you a Powerpuff Girls kind of gal? Or were you like a Nicktoons kind of gal? Or were you like not into cartoons and you were more like, you know, I'm going to sit here and do my origami and play with my Amish dolls. I don't know your life. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Um, yeah, so if I, if we want to go like way back, I'm talking like Gullah Gullah Island. I'm Gullah Gullah Island. Oh, please. Yeah. Like my mom would pop that on the TV, even like, uh, what Chachi with the Macarena, like when she would be like doing that, like series, every TV show or movie that had like musicality in it, I was like mm-hmm. up, ready to rage, dancing yeah. throughout room i mean i've I've looked at my parents house looking back at all my home videos there was not a minute that i was not dancing moving singing wow what an obnoxious kid what a shit (laughs) (laughs) the narcissism like look at me i'm singing and dancing (laughs) did you have did you have siblings to compete with was it ever was it ever competing for attention no you know no i i have a little sister growing up and she is like so left field like with that we were on two different paths she was very like sports girl like you know she did softball and basketball and it was just he hates musicals I tried to beg her (laughs) Hamilton I she wouldn't literally like 
I was like, Haley, you don't understand. People want to see this show. She's like, I don't care. You know what? High five. Props. Because she's kind of right. Like, yay, musical theater, but also sometimes, like, fuck me. Who has time for that? Yeah, true. <laughs> she is, like, such an opposite of me, which is perfect. Um, but, yeah. I think it's really interesting you said that, like, anytime you saw, like, that kind of movement on TV or, or somewhere, you were, it's, like, something connected with you. And you mentioned Gala Gala Island. And I remember that theme song so well. And like the reason I started writing songs at all was because of any cartoon theme song like DuckTales or Darkwing Duck or any of that shit. Uh, we had Drew Galing on the podcast and we started talking a little bit about these old cartoons that we loved. And one that was kind of of the same era of Gala Gala Island. And tell me if you remember PB&J Otter. Do you know this? PBJ Otter. Okay, that sounds the rings a bell, but I'm not. I'm not positive. So your homework tonight, Amber Artelino, your homework tonight is you must. I don't care. You don't have to watch an episode. It was probably some stupid bullshit. I mean, they're cartoon otters. Who really cares about anything that they have to say? But their theme song, holy shit, does that slap? It slaps. It slaps. It slaps a bitch. I think it is such a good theme song. Can you say that? You can say a Disney a Disney song slaps a bitch. We're gonna discuss that later. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the second season of this. Is is anything Drew said in season one offensive? Let's talk about it in season two. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, there won't be a season two. I'll be canceled very quick. Um, so back to back to childhood a little bit more. Yeah. Your your relationship with your mom sounds like she was like your best friend in the whole wide world, or at least she really had your back. Is that accurate in saying that? Oh yeah, Jody Hamilton. She's uh, shout out. She's a queen. Um, honestly, like my mom is the type of mom that would come to see me play the pig in State Fair, like for all six performances of it, because she would just wanted to be there to support. Like amazing. She would. I mean, the amount of times she's watched all these shows I've been in, the the hours of uh, lessons she's driven me to. Like, when you have a kid in this business, like, you're oh, yeah. committing your life to them. And, like, that's exactly what she did. But I fucking love her because she's not a stage mom. She's not, like, one of those moms that was, like – you must point your toes or you must do this or like, you know what I mean? Like those mother overbearing, like theater. If mother. my mother ever once told me to point my toes in any context at all, I would be mom. This relationship is over. That's the end. It's over. 
How dare you? No, I know, but she's never been like that. And, like, I, maybe it's just because, like, we are from, like, bumfuck nowhere. And, like, she's just, like, happy to be there. But, like, yeah, she's never been uh, that type of mom. And she's always been, like, the greatest mother of being there for me. So, yeah. And it makes up for the fact that your sister has zero to negative interest in what it is you do for a living and what your passion is, which, you know, God bless your sister too. Can we get a name? What's her, what's her name for a shout out? Haley is my younger sister. Uh, Haley. I was once a sports girl myself. You can tell your sister that I, uh, I dabbled in the sports for a minute. No one would believe me if I said that I dabbled. I played football. This is my football story. You ready for my really sad football story? Here it is, Amber. This podcast is about me. Um, I was the kicker. That's the position you give to the chubby kid who is only on the team because he meets the older kid's weight class. That was me. I was I was chubby that I was like 12 with a bunch of 14 and 15 year olds who were just kicking my ass all day. So I was the kicker of the team and I was not a bad kicker. I'll say that. So our team is in the playoffs and my coach points in three different directions and he goes, here's A, here's B, here's C. Do not kick it to C because that guy will run it back for a touchdown and we will lose the playoffs. So I'm like, you got it, coach. And I'm looking at A and I'm aiming for A and I'm like, here comes A, boom, right to C. And he (laughs) runs it back to, he gets a touchdown. And the best part about the whole thing is it looks like leave it to Beaver. I look so insane with this gigantic helmet on. I look like a little turd, a little chode with a helmet on. And yes, we're bringing the word chode back, ladies and gentlemen. You can't hear it, but she's rolling with laughter right now. Um, My dad was filming this, and all you can see is this guy already in the end zone and me still chasing him, and I get so desperate, I dive, and I land face first onto the grass, and I lay there for like 10 minutes. I didn't want to get up. (laughs) I was so embarrassed that I just laid with my face in the grass, and my dad was like behind the camera going, Go, Drew! Go! That's disappointing. (laughs) (laughs) Go, Drew! Fucking hell. Yeah, that's a pretty shitty story. I mean, so we gave up after that. You are done. I, I'm not kidding when I say the next year I immediately went to a 10-year career in jazz and tap. No one knows that about me either. Yeah. I yeah, look out. So you were like the chubby kid in high school. I was. And look at the Adonis before you that I became. Can you believe it? Adonis indeed. Well, I was like the opposite. I was like very skinny. Like very, very skinny. Like to the point where like the boys in my grade would call me like like oh my god yeah like wall 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 Waldolino. they'd call me a wall go like a flat as a wall like they were so nasty to me wow i would come home crying every day and i would just be like god please put weight on my body just some weight on my arms just oh my god <laughs> was it like what you you were eating and like it just wasn't it yeah. wasn't packing on the way it might have my metabolism has always been like ungodly fast and wow. I like because like you, my favorite restaurant restaurant we love McDonald's like I can eat McDonald's three times a day all day absolutely I can eat flaming hot Cheetos at 3 a.m at night and like do you know what I mean like my metabolism has always been that 
crazy fast but like in high school i was just so so thin they made fun of me so badly i would have i would have picked you out to be a very popular person in high school is that not what your your experience was talk about your high school experience besides not you know gaining weight and everybody who hears about your metabolism is going to hate your guts after this but because all i want to do is eat like a fucking bathtub full of mcdonald's all day oh my God. well they didn't go through the years of uh true that <laughs> bullying but i guess i did you deserve a, a jacuzzi full of mcdonald's and yeah, then some you deserve it uh, so tell tell me what high school was like, and, and was like doing theater and being a performer accepted, or was it like frowned upon? What was that like for you? Yeah, um, high school. So okay, I was definitely not the popular kid in high school. Um, I had one best friend uh, that is still my best friend to this day. Um, Love that. She she went off to the air force we went to a performing arts high school together. So basically, I ended up like leaving like bumfuck Pennsylvania and I found a performing arts high school that had opened an hour away from me so I would drive an hour to school every day um and go to this art school and you know yeah high school was like not great I had just my one best friend I learned early on um we did like musicals and shows and I learned pretty early on that like uh if you get the lead in the musical, you're not like anybody's friend. Yes, it doesn't help you. You think it would be the other way around, but yeah. everyone hates you for it. Yeah, it, it got pretty bad. And like, I, that was kind of my first dose of like how kind of nasty uh, people can be. when it They can to- be. I like to go forward with this mission statement, at least within the industry. And I tell this to kids and there's a, there's a, I mean, there's no denying you have a humongous young following on TikTok, which we are going to talk about. And uh, on social media, you've, you've really made an impact for a lot of people that have just been following you and, and cling on to your success, which is so great. But something I like to get across to young artists, because I was one, you were one. It's not easy all the time. You know, I wasn't always this fucking rat. I wasn't always the guy who wrote the Skittles commercial for the Super Bowl. I was, once upon a time, a struggling artist, just like a lot of these young kids are. And they leave this experience of high school thinking that that's what it has to be. It's like there's this weird competitiveness. And sure, there's a built-in mentality that revolves around that. But man, talk about jacuzzi. This whole industry should be a jacuzzi that we are all chilling in together. And uh, I, I just talked about this with Lily Cooper when she was on is the umbrella theory. And I'm going to share that with you right now. You tell me if you agree. Your success is anybody else's success in the same way that if it's raining and I'm the one with the umbrella or you're the one with the umbrella in the circumstance, you open it up and you invite your friends under the umbrella. You, you are there to make sure that your success isn't the thing that stops you from encouraging other people to continue down their road to success, you know? And in high school, there was a whole lot of, you know, Drew, 15 years old, playing Harold Hill in a music band, which would never fucking happen in any other circumstance outside of high school. But still, you got Harold Hill, fuck this guy. And all of a sudden, I'm just disliked for a semester because I got that part. And people leave high school thinking that's what it's like. And it is to some degree, but let's start the mission here, that that's what it shouldn't be any longer, if at all. 
I, your, yes, that was perfectly worded. I love that umbrella effect because it's a hundred percent true. And I don't think like this business is so hard as it is. Like why walk into it, not supporting others? Because like along the way, you guys are going to be the only ones that you can lean on because, absolutely, you know, it, it is such a hard business and, yeah, you want those people that you support and love and lift up because like they're few and far between. And I, I think we're all after the same thing. We all want to do things that make us happy. And that's just that's what it. at the end of the day, you know, it's not. So are these any of, uh, I'm just going to say it. Any of these fucking bitches from high school know where you are and what you're doing today? And do any of them like regret some of the bitchy, stupid, fucking bitch things that they said. Sorry, we'll bleep all of this out. Uh, but do you, do you, is there a part of you that's like, I hope they're seeing, I hope they saw that broadwayworld.com thing. You know, I, I don't feel that way. Like I just- <laughs> You don't have a vengeful spirit like I do? I don't have a vengefulness because what's <laughs> funnier about it is like, none of them are in musical theater right now. Like none of them all chose different paths to go on. Like, and it makes all of the like stuff in high school look even more silly that, you know, this was something I wanted to do for so long. And, you know, they were not very nice about it. And um, now they're like, you know, doing like something completely different than musical theater. So no vengefulness. I mean, the only, the only slight bit of like vengefulness I feel is I had one teacher in college tell me that like I needed a, to do a second option because I just was never going to get anywhere. And I just, that one teacher, I mean, I would love to just Yo. Sis, never tell another kid ever again to get a backup plan because they're not good enough. Because all you did was like light a fire under my ass. Yes. And to, to, I, to defy your words. Yes. Yeah, it's not even a vengefulness of like a look what I'm doing. I had a, I was once upon a time, this is, this is going a little deep into a story here, but I was once upon a time engaged. A lot of people don't know this, but I was full on fucking engaged. And uh, the reason that didn't work out, I'm not going to mention names, but it was because the girl was great. She was wonderful. The parents, on the other hand, were like, this guy's the worst at what he does. This guy's never going to be a thing. This guy's going to fail at every artistic endeavor. And then like the minute we broke up, I booked Karate Kid. And then the rest of my entire career has been, I have to win a Tony because I need to incorporate, this is my vengeful spirit, I need to incorporate into my acceptance speech just how wrong and how stupid those people are. Remember like 10 seconds ago when I was like, let's quit that horribleness and like, let's make it a big community of love. And here I am like, no, I want them to know how wrong they are. It's not it's, just that one person that really gets under your skin that it's like, it, wow, yes. why did you have to say something like a hundred percent. It just takes like the one person. It does. And honestly, like looking back at it, like that person might've been having a really shit day or like going through a trouble of their own that made them sure. say they did. So like taking it all into consideration, you know, you're doing very yeah. well. I like to think I was doing well for myself. Amber, <laughs> well, whoa, whoa, whoa. You are doing... Yeah so well 
you are Thank doing you. exceedingly well. And like, just, I, I'm going to out your age. Can I out your age? I'm going to guess. I don't even know your age. Can I guess your age? Go ahead. You tell me if I'm wrong. Okay. Yeah. I'll tell you if you're wrong. First, give me, give me, if I guess like how, how off do I have to be for it to be offensive? Oh, I'm not offended. I'll, I won't be offended if you guess 60, it. 60, uh, I'm teasing. Um, what, so I'm going to guess 25. Okay, good guess. Was that it? 27. Very good guess. You're, okay. Fucking 27 is basically today's 25. Let's be real. And I feel like no matter what, everybody gets to wash 2020 as a year. So we're all the year, we're all the age we were last year still, I think. I did skip my birthday this year. I was like, I'm not having it this year. <laughs> so Amazing. I was like, took it off Facebook. I was like, nobody will know it's my birthday this year. I don't want anyone knowing. I'm not reposting any birthday messages. I was like, wow. And did it work? I mean, did people kind of leave you alone? Was it this like, did it go by without a... People still found out somehow. And I don't know how, but like they were, they were creeping in and I was like, cut it, cut it, guys. Cut. I'll tell you how. I know exactly how. Oh no. And I, it's, it's TikTok. I oh, don't no. know why, but there, there is some sort of internet mining cult in TikTok where they're able to find everything. I, I, I know that you've seen on Twitter, I have shit on TikTok in the past. I know. So I, you just get a TikTok or? I just joined a couple weeks ago. I had no idea the army of Drew Gasparini fans that already existed on TikTok. And of course I love it now, knowing that there's an army of my fans out there, but they're asking me questions that are so like, how the fuck would they possibly know this unless they were in the delivery room when I was born? Like how, like it is so crazy to me. Yeah. So that's how your birthday went, uh, went noticed by a few of those. I think, I think they do really crazy digging just to know. The TikTok is a different uh, breed of humans that are on yeah. that. Um, definitely- God bless them. Yeah, they're just, they're definitely like little keyboard warriors and they are really good at finding stuff out. You're absolutely right. TikTok people are like a different, a different. I've never heard that term, keyboard warrior. Oh yeah, keyboard warriors. I mean, I've never in my life received uh, like negative uh, comments, like rude, rude comments, like people being like, yeah, that Amber Adelito. Cause I don't know why, but like, I, I guess like, through Instagram, like Twitter, I guess just people, I don't know, they're just not as, I I found from my experience, they're not as willing to like do that. Um, yeah. But with TikTok- I, I've, I've already had a different experience. <laughs> even when everyone is teach their own, but yeah, TikTok I've really found, I don't read my comments as much anymore on TikTok because people are definitely little keyboard warriors. They just sit behind their keyboards and they just type, type, type whatever they feel, whatever they want to say. Yeah, yeah. You know, no uh, backlash. I bet some of these fans of yours who follow you, I bet when they talk in regard to you, when they're like talking about Amber amongst their actual group of friends, they'll say, oh yeah, Amber and I are friends. Because there's like this weird, you know what I mean? When people do that, like stage door fans and people like that, if you've had any sort of interaction or if you've responded to a comment of theirs and this is not to shit on the fans, by the way, God love the fans. Like I really do mean that, but there is a, there is some protocol that goes out the window in the social decorum when people are, are so, 
uh, open with you in terms of what they want to comment. So I feel like they take that with them. And then within their actual circles in their life, they're like, oh yeah, my friend Drew did the funniest thing the other day. And they're talking about a thing that's public for everybody on TikTok or Instagram or whatever. You know, I think that kind of thing exists. It's very weird. And you have like millions of people watching you on TikTok. It's bananas. Short little plug for Amber's TikTok. Go check it out, everybody. She dances. She does lots of dancing. Dances, sings, does mm. little kiss, little lip syncs. Little I, lip syncs. I love lip. I live, love a lip sync. I love like a TikTok, like funny TikTok video. I can sit for hours and just like same watch these stupid videos because they're same. My toilet time has like tripled because I'm just sitting there watching fucking videos. I don't even know what I'm looking at half the time exactly. It's fucking crazy. The wormhole I go on in TikTok is like, I'm I'm looking at TikTok for all the reasons that nobody else is looking at TikTok. And I'm like following Neil deGrasse Tyson to hear him talk about like the universe and how scary black holes are and shit like that. I don't know why. Incredible. I'm following the wrong people then. I should be following more people like that. I'm not following anybody. I have, I've, I'm following zero people. I want to be, I want to maintain that because I'm scared to death I'll be sucked in. And you know, it's like, girl, I got shit to do, you know? you know what i'm saying um i should get better at thirst trapping do you think i'd be good at thirst trapping is that what it is when when um what is that (laughs) thirst trapping um can be seen in many forms okay Mm -hmm. like i love a thirst trap that's like a glow up you know you start kind of like in your sweats and you're like just not ready and then it yeah. all of a sudden bam you're in like a fucking like ball gown and then you're like looking mm. pulled you're right re- yes okay and that's that's thirst trapping because you're yeah. trapping people with your th- thirst i guess that's as far as i kind of will go i'm really disappointed i was hoping that you would help me with the youthful colloquialisms because i'm like <laughs> I'm like, y'all remember MySpace? <laughs> <laughs> no, I just feel like there's like different levels of thirst traps. And I will, I will never go to the level of like looking like deep in the camera with like, you know, wording things at them and like licking the lips and doing all that. That is like a bit cringe to me, that type of You thirst. just did it right, right now. This is a podcast where no one can see you. I got a show. No one else got to see that. That was very fun. I'm a little thirsty, but it could be because I've had too much coffee. I don't know. Jury's still out on that. <laughs> I don't know. Wow. I just think there's, there's a cringe level one to 10 on the thirst yeah. trap. So you gotta be, you gotta be. I'm going to shoot for a 10. I want to be as cringy as possible. Um, you know what? I Here's what I'll do. Yeah. I'll start with the camera zoomed all the way up onto my nipple. Oh, and okay. then I will back out slowly until people realize that that hairy mess is Drew Gasparini. Yeah. And I'll be wearing a hat that says, I'm Joe Iconis. And it'll really, like, fuck people's brains up. Right. I think that's how I'm going to thirst trap. Have you released a TikTok into the world yet? I have. Oh my God. Yeah. You should follow me. I won't follow you. That's my thing. I don't follow people, but you should follow me. And honestly, mostly Amber, it's, it's, I'm answering a ton of like fan questions. It's like, I'm amazed that I'm getting all these questions, but that's what a lot of these videos are. And a lot of the comments are like, why are you always talking about yourself? I'm like, you guys are the ones asking these questions. <laughs> I mean, like, I feel like I've been a Drew Gasparini fan for 
a long time now. So I'll wow. pop, I'll pop a question in there. Do you know what I mean? Like I, if I could dr- use a drink, I wait. Yeah. I can. Oh my god! I can't, I literally didn't even say the name of the album. Yes, right? you did. You did. It's I could use a drink. That was it. Okay, I was like about to say you I, passed. I don't know. I just I was like such a fan of that album for so long. Like growing up, I think that how many years ago was that? I was. This doing- album came out in 1748. And uh, it's been used in history books and things like that. Okay, I have a funny story for you about your album. Okay. Um, so, my friend, I was doing Legally Blonde um, on Norwegian Cruise Line. Word? Um, yeah. And we got off the ship um, one day, and I decided to rent a car. Okay? Now, I drove this car. I just wanted to drive because I was, like, sick of being on a ship. Yes. I this car for four hours that day okay Amazing. yeah yeah your album was introduced to me the night before oh. by my roommate um who lived on the ship with me her name was sarah burke and i she said you've got to listen to this one song and i was like okay it's what remains and i was like oh my god so great i was like i gotta listen to the full album now so i got in the car that next day and i drove around for four hours and I listened to I Could Use a Drink for four hours. That fucking album on repeat back and forth and song after song and over and over again, Drew, I listened to the album over like a hundred times. I swear to God, it was fucking insane how much uh, I th- That makes my whole, that makes my whole 2020. You yeah. just really like, you You boosted my ego, which is already so unhealthy. <laughs> and I can tell you that. Cause I like, I literally forgot. That's like how I got introduced to you. And I was going to tell you this when we were going to do that concert together yes you were supposed to do we were doing a re-release because the album thanks to people like you has like exceeded all of our expectations it's gotten millions and millions of streams i don't know what i did right to deserve any of that but we were doing a a re-release of the album at at uh, our beloved 54 below in new york city and you were going to be a part of this and the reason you couldn't was a very awesome moulin rouge esque uh, excuse there was something mm-hmm. sur- surrounding the show that prevented you from doing it yeah it was such i mean it was such a bummer because i was like dying to do that concert i mean you have no yeah. idea i mean now you do have an idea that i I do to. i'm i'm completely flattered i'm telling you very <laughs> honestly i'm very very flattered that, that means a lot to me yeah. um and there will be more of these concerts when the world wakes up from its horrifying coma, and uh, we will, we'll make sure that you're in whatever the next concert is. Or maybe you, you know what? Fuck it. Let's not have anybody else. Let's just you and I do like a little variety show, just yes. the two of us. We won't sing any of my songs either. Let's just find one-hit wonders from the '80s and '90s, okay. and let's just do rad covers of them. Do you and, think? Uh, bar type feel like can people drop stuff in a hat and you can play it like are you yeah. that yeah I, I could do that yes yeah I feel like maybe we throw that in there like we do some that's music. definitely what we're gonna do because I love all types of music I listen to 50s to 60s 70s I mean to music now but I yeah. love like oldies as you know well. my least favorite thing about most theater people is is but. that when you say like who's your favorite band they're like I don't know I usually just listen to cast albums I'm like I hate your life I hate your life how well, that's no way to live how do you how do you constantly tap your toe to fucking Sondheim all day like don't you listen to anything else outside of musical theater 
I agreed 100% with that statement. And what's funny is, like, I am the most theatery, non-theater person I know because it – yeah, right? It's like yeah. we do it. It's something we love to do. But, like, I'm not going to be able to tell you, like – musicals from like all these different like have I ever seen like Phantom of the Opera on Broadway no like I've never seen I haven't seen a lot of like theater actually or know a lot about theater I don't the exact same way yeah I let a lot of people down they'll sing something from like the fucking you know like the apple tree and I'm like I don't know what that is they go it's from the apple tree and I go I don't know what that is I don't know anything about Broadway yeah (laughs) and I don't know what it is but maybe that's like what makes us like kind of sane is that <laughs> kind of sane um, yeah if you qualify either of us as sane at all i think there's already a problem true. but i think but I, I know what you're saying and i think you're totally right like yeah. living outside of our industry is a good way to stay mentally uh coherent you know at least a little more attached with yourself and not defined as just the thing you do 100 percent. i completely agree with that and yeah i it's kept me uh culturally <laughs> in other like places i feel more cultured in other aspects yeah. of than just being like the theater girl that like does musical theater and broadway Ugh, yeah the, Not that you it's know a what thing but you know it's just different being the theater guy here's what it's gotten me truly i mean it's like it's i've had my success here and there and i have like cool gigs but here's what it's really gotten me in my family yes it's gotten me 20 bucks slipped into my pocket from my grandmother every time I see her because she doesn't think it's a real life or job. <laughs> so I'm, every time I see my grandmother, I'm 20 bucks richer. So yay, musical theater. Here's what, here's what it's gotten me. In every Christmas card, my grandma just puts a little bit more in mine than the yeah. other cousins. She's yeah. Like, oh, Amber's that starving artist, eh? Yeah, your sister did the right thing and hated musical theater. We feel so bad for you. Here's a few extra bucks. Here you go, Amber. Uh, Amber, uh, uh, another question for you. Yes. If you had your druthers, that's a fun word I try to evoke in most conversations these days. If you had your druthers, what would you do outside of the life that you've already lived? I mean, you're not even 30 yet, and you've done more than a lot of people have in this industry, even outside of this industry. What a life you've had. Um, what, and, and, and we're like, we haven't talked specifically about any of these shows because honestly, people could Google you. It's all over the place. I want to get to know Amber because Amber's cool. Not what she does is cool. It is, but you're fucking cool. So I want to know, like, just from your brain and your heart, if things just never opened back up, let's, let's say that that horrible truth could exist. It won't obviously, but if you had your druthers in this situation, what would you pursue? What is the alternate route you could have taken if it was not to be a performer or in musical theater? Hmm. Okay. So I want my, okay. So I've been asked this question a bunch of times, which I automatically say interior design. Oh. Because I, this past, you know, couple months um living in my parents basement I decided to make it a project to do the basement on a budget Mm -hmm. left me learning how to install a floor how to insulate walls how to put up a wall mounting how to do beams in the ceiling like I've literally oh shit yeah I'm like teaching myself how to do all of this interior design work um 
which is like, that's like I, some, a new skill that I've acquired through this pandemic that I would never have done before. So even like painting and doing designs, I've completely like repainted uh, like these like really cool like mountains and like uh, geometric shapes all throughout my house and like interior design is great. But like, honestly, I just want to be like a wine connoisseur. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I just wanna. I just wanna be the owner of a wine shop and do wine tastings for everyone and say fuck musical theater and just drink wine all day. That's exactly in this in this alternate reality where you're an interior designer who owns a wine shop and is a connoisseur of wine. Am I also your husband? Was that part of it? Because <laughs> yeah. you can set out the cheeses and stuff. Perfect. It's like that's what I would fucking love to do. Like. And you get to talk to people like half of what I love about like theater is like you do meet so many like different people, but like it's like the conversations you get to have with them. And think about if you're like owning a wine store and you're just getting drunk with strangers all day having conversations. It's the best fucking job ever. That is. That is the best fucking job ever. And it's it's I've I've done that my whole life without getting paid at all. I just get drunk and talk to strangers and they're like, Why are you at this bus stop, Drew? Literally, I know. So yeah, so that's what I would like to do. Maybe I'll have a van one day and it'll be called like basic bitch wine tastings. And I'll like drive to people like, and we'll do, I'll do wine tastings for people's like bachelorette parties. Or if someone steals this idea, I swear to God, I'm like, no, you can't. We're we're getting, we're getting a patent lawyer in here right now. Uh, We're going to trademark this and get it all in the books. It's going to be legit. This is Amber's idea. (laughs) And she's not vengeful, but she'll become vengeful. If you take this idea, I swear to God. Amber, we're going to be wrapping up here. We've gone about 50 minutes and you have to go teach and I have to go take my dog out. He does this amazing trick. I got to tell you this trick he does. So I take him out to go potty and I say, potty, potty for about a half an hour. He looks at me, he doesn't do anything and he runs back in the house and takes a shit right in the kitchen. So it's a really, (laughs) really fun trick that uh, we're getting really good at. So I'm going to go take care of my pup. Amber, any last words you want to say to anybody here? Oh, no. Just thanks for listening if you've got this far. (laughs) Yeah. If we didn't lose you at at bathtub full of McDonald's and you made it to this part, then you're in good company. And, um, you know, we'll see you. Come see uh, Moulin Rouge when we're back. That's right. In the meantime, follow me on TikTok. It's a shit show over there. Can't wait. Absolutely. There, so... Say hi. Awesome. All right. Bye-bye, Amber. Well, shit, y'all. Thanks for listening to this episode of Now We're Talking with me, Drew Gasparini. Now We're Talking is a proud member of the Broadway Podcast Network, and you can find out more about me and this podcast at bpn.fm slash now we're talking. And on Instagram, of course, at Drew Gasparini. Special thanks to our guest, Amber Ardolino. She is such a badass. And also, special thanks to our listeners thanks for tuning in hey make sure to subscribe and rate this podcast wherever you stream your podcasts and keep tuning in for more amazing guests until next time friends Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R E R I S E T H E A T R E dot org, because only together we rise. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.